0: So we are very excited and honored this morning to have Tanner Fain join us. He is a 2001 and 2003 graduate of LCU at the BA in Youth and Family Ministry and a Master's of Education in Secondary Education. After graduation, he served in various roles, including youth minister, science teacher, coach, and assistant principal. However, in 2013, he became an intelligence officer in the United States Air Force. He was deployed to Afghanistan four times. He is married to his sweetheart, Anne, and they have a first grader named Tatum. Currently, Tanner is assigned to Joint Special Operations Command, supporting special operations to protect against threats to the homeland and United States interests abroad. He is speaking to us today from an undisclosed deployed location. Hi, Tanner. How are you?
1: Great, great. This is just such an awesome thing to get to talk to y'all today.
2: So um, I gotta gotta ask, last time we talked, you didn't have a flag and or sheet over the door. What's up with that?
1: I don't keep secrets good, so I've got them all covered up. (laughs) That's good, awesome.
2: All right, so uh, you were in her drama group that's right much, we have a little bit that's of a right. delay there we go and grew up in the area so how in the world uh you, you were a youth minister educator and now you work with the navy SEALs and you hunt terrorists how did that happen <laughs>
1: that's hey that's an excellent question and uh i gotta lead off by saying uh my uh, my words today, they uh, they come from uh, the heart. They come from what Christ has done in me, and they don't necessarily reflect the Department of Defense or the U.S. Air Force. So we got that out there uh, for uh, for all the public affairs officers. But um, I tell you what, um, coming out of LCU, like you said, um, just uh, going being a youth minister and, and being a teacher. And God just placed on my heart um, that, that there was something stirring. And I went to the Marine Corps Educators Workshop. And what that is, is you go spend a week with Marines at BASIC. And you see everything, you smell everything, you taste everything that they're going through. And it was just amazing. Um, they were doing things with some of my students that had graduated that I had in class that I could never get done. Um, they were part of something bigger than themselves, and uh, and and it was amazing. And I thought, I, I think I want to be a part of that. Now I was too old to be a Marine, so uh, I put in my, my application with the United States Air Force. And literally the day, the first day of school, uh, being an assistant principal, they called and they said, hey, we got a slot for you. What are you doing in a week? And I said, well, I'm, I'm probably going to be dealing with discipline issues. It's the first week of school. And uh, they said, well, our last slot is uh, coming up the following August. And I said, deal. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's funny how that works. I show up to basic and uh, we call it officer training school. And the first day we're doing marching, just like anybody in the military would learn how to do. And I can't even do an about face correctly. And uh, the master sergeant looks at me and he goes, hey, if you can't even do an about face, then I'm pretty for sure you're never gonna become an officer. So why don't you just hang it up? And uh, that was fun the first week uh, to, to go through that. And uh, I've never been cool. Uh, I've never been the uh, poster child for the uh, recruiting posters. And so I just kept plugging. I just, I knew God had put this on my heart and it was something that I needed to do. So I kept trucking. And so literally we go into these leadership modules about halfway through OTS and we show up and it's like three o'clock in the morning and we're given these helmets and he goes, okay, Fane, you've got this telephone pole and some duct tape and a yard of red fabric I have no idea what to do with, and the, the rocks are lava, and you got to get your team to the other side, and there was a bunch of other rules. So I pick up my helmet, and this is what I do with it. I put it on just like this, and it's on backwards. And he looks at me, and he goes, Fane, you got jokes? And I was like, no, sir, I, I, I'm ready to go. And he was like, your helmet is on backwards. You are just the biggest knucklehead I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, what are you doing here? Um, but I made it. But I got through, and I learned a lot. And I learned a lot about leadership. I learned a lot about myself. Um, I learned a lot about um, being salt and light in an environment that it just doesn't always seep into. Um, fast forward to, to Intel School. And um, a guy from uh, Joint Special Operations Command, he came and talked to us, and he was talking to us about special operations. And I thought, man, that is is amazing. That is exactly what I want to do. So later on that week, we're going around the classroom and – it's like asking everybody, like, what assignment do you want when you get done here? And I was like, oh, I want to do, I want to do special operations. So the teacher was like, great, you're going to love our next class that we're, in, our, our, uh, our portion of class that we're going to be doing for the next week. And so he stands up and he's like, okay, we're going to talk about soft today. And of course, I raised my hand and I, you know, I hated acronyms being a, a civilian, and I go, what does soft stand for? And the whole class just like roared in laughter, and they're like you just told us you wanted to do special operations soft stands for special operation forces. And I mean, I just felt like a total just needed to crawl under the desk and hide. But, um, sure enough, um, God knew exactly where he needed me. Uh, Afghanistan, um, you know, three o'clock in the morning and guys is, uh, marriages are failing. Um, people are looking for God And guess who's awake at 3 o'clock in the morning keeping the watch? You know, LCU graduate, right? And uh, just got to have some amazing uh, conversations. And, in fact, um, even baptized a guy uh, next to a T-shirt barrier is what we call them. And later on, when I was redeployed, uh, the Taliban actually, like, crashed through that barrier and attacked Um, our base and right there, I got the opportunity to baptize somebody and I wasn't even the chaplain. I'm just a dude playing a dude, you know, here, here, here with a big smile and ready to work hard. And so, you know, when you ask that question, I just think about, about Jesus. And I think about Zacchaeus, you know, Hey, Hey, fame, get, get out of that tree. You're going to have dinner with me tonight. Um, and uh and you don't have anything that it takes you can't even do an about face you don't know how to spell soft but here you are (laughs) in special operations and um it all comes back around to uh the two people on this stage and when i was 16 years old this crazy man in a pink people mover popped his head out and said hey I heard you got baptized yesterday. Why don't you go to Wiener Schnitzel with us? I don't even know if that's still a thing. Mm. But hopped in, and the rest is history. And then Lisa Fraze comes along and says, "Hey, I don't know if you're good at this acting thing, but like we've got a tryout tomorrow. If you want to do, if you want to do drama team." And so, going around Texas to all these crazy events, um, having a big time, learning that being a Christian is one of the most fun things you can do. Mm. And so that's how you go. That's how you go from being a youth and family ministry major and a and a teacher, and uh, to to being in JSOC and working with Navy SEALs. Well,
0: thank you so much, Tanner, for sharing. You told us a lot of fun, funny stories, but I know being in the military is an intense, hard job at times. Can you share with us maybe some of the challenging moments? Maybe the most challenging moment you've ever had in the military?
1: I, I'd say the hardest moment. Um, was finding out that my wife was in the hospital um, with our son you know in utero and uh, he was taking uh, fluid on in his brain and um, not being able to do a thing about it and um, I'll tell you I'll cut to the cut to the chase on this story I was praying about it and crying about it and I was walking, and I looked down, and if you don't know much about Afghanistan, it's uh, it's not a lush jungle. Um, and, and I looked down on the ground, and literally, no kidding, there is a, there is a cross, and uh, a dove flies down and descends on it. And um, I just knew in that moment that whatever happened with Ann, whatever happened with Tatum, that God— was in the middle of it and he and i wasn't by myself and it just so happened that a dove landed on a random telephone pole at the moment but um but that was probably probably the hardest moment wow
0: thank you for sharing that so there's a lot of times when i see around town and the city and things like that when a veteran walks by or someone active in the military walks by people thank them what goes through your mind and what's your impression when people thank you for your service
1: um, let me go grab some other people <laughs> that you can thank That's what goes through my mind and and, and I do i want to just take this opportunity and I don't want to de- derail the program. But if there's any veterans in the office today, would you mind or in the chapel audience today, would you mind just standing up for a second so that your student body can can identify you and know who you are? Do we have any veterans today? Nobody. We got some?
2: I know we have some, but they're probably exempt yeah. somehow. Yeah.
1: Okay. We're drawing <laughs> on probably. the sidewalk. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, but, uh, but you know, we, we kid each other a lot, too. Like, every once in a while, we'll just start thanking each other for our service. But, um, you know when somebody asks me that, I think, I think internally, like you have, you have no idea what you're thanking me for, but I just totally respect the courage of talking to a complete stranger and and saying, thank you. And, you know, you're thanking us for those moments when there's stuff going on that we can't tell anybody about, Um, you know, those moments when your kid, best friend tells him, I don't want to be friends anymore, and he's six years old, and he's crying, and you just want to give him a hug, and you can't. Um, and then all the, what I call all the unsleeping <laughs> that goes on in the military. Um, the, I, I was telling phrase that I told my team, I was like, unless we're getting in a bunker, don't come get me. Cause I just need, I just need a break, talk to the chapel, and uh, I'll be back in the office, figure it out. Um, but that's, uh, it means the world. And, um, you know, this lady at, at Kroger, uh, where I get my coffee in Florida. She thanked me for my service, and I said, no, thank you. And she said, what are you talking about? I was like, just getting up every morning and smiling and being the best, you know, attendant at the gas station and putting smiles on everybody's faces. That was, that's what gets me out of bed. You know, being the best mom, being the best wife, the best husband, the best dad for, for you guys. It'll happen one day. That's the biggest thank you. But uh, I appreciate the courage to step out and just thank a random person. It, it means a lot.
2: It's, uh, it was very humbling at your rank advancement to see these people who will never get medals or never be seen that are at the upper echelon of our special ops, and they coach upwards basketball with you, and they're so humble. And, um, you know, on your memorial wall to see stars, that you all know the names of all those stars, And like you have covered up, other things are covered up, but the humility and the grace by which y'all treat each other, uh, we really do thank you for things that are unseen. And uh, so can we give him a round of applause real quick for that? (laughs) So you realize this is the week before Thanksgiving. So chapel, they look in there like, oh my word, I got chapel credits. I got to run. And so uh, people like, you know, I got to get to chapel, but what did chapel mean to you, Tanner, when you were here? And what does it mean, especially since you're deployed, to be able to be in chapel today? But what does what this experience that we group around together every week mean to you?
1: Um, goodness, um, I remember looking up on those screens to the left and watching the second tower fall Um. On September 11th, and as I was driving to school, watching uh, a Southwest Airplane, a Southwest Airlines planes doing a U turn to go back to Lubbock International Airport, um, I remember professors and I remember um, students uh, sharing their hearts. I remember uh, John Deloney, who's kind of a big deal now, getting up and just blowing all of our minds with some controversial idea about how to live life in faith. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the. I remember just how excited every single president was at getting the school year started, and then all the goofy outfits, all the uh, faculty wear on the stage, and just remembering, hey, they took tests and wrote papers too. Um, and I just remember worshiping with my friends, and I'll be honest, uh, there were days that I had to put down my uh, notes. And go, wow! This person's sharing their heart, and I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta listen to what they have to say. Um, but uh, that's what chapel meant to me, and 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 today is really about uh, these young ladies and these young men sitting in the seat, and um, going back to a previous question. I just, I just really want you to know that Jesus empowered the marginalized and no matter where you're at on your journey you're right on time you're not behind you're right on time and you'll look around and you know so-and-so's about to get their MRS or MR degree and you're thinking when is that going to happen for me or you may have your biochem degree being the manager at Enterprise Rent-A-Car and I just want you to know that God has you exactly where you want to be now that doesn't mean when you're ordering your coffee at uh, Starbucks, you don't need to go ahead and hurry up and get that done, but it does mean that you're in line for a reason and you need to smile and you need to ask that clerk how their day's going as well but but just just know you're right on time you're right where you need to be and and if I had some some just some words that I would want you to know as a as a chapel uh fellow chapler. Uh, LCU chap and and uh, and everything that goes with it. Uh, be deliberate in what you do. Simplify. Slow down. And uh, and love courageously. And when I say slow down, I don't mean make more time for for time with your cell phone. I mean take time to reflect. Take time for taking different opportunities at LCU. Take time to talk to the folks that maybe sit two seats down from you in chapel that you haven't said a word to. Um, Just just slow down because life goes so fast.
0: Well, thank you so much, Tanner, for joining us today. I know you've had a lot on your plate (laughs) in the last little while, and we want to pray over you as we close out chapel today. Oh, Dear Heavenly, thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the time we got to spend with Tanner today. Lord, I thank you so much for his humble spirit, his love, and his concern for the students here at LCU, um, for his country, for for his family. Lord, we are so appreciative of men like Tanner and women that will stand up and go to war for us and keep us safe. Lord, we love you so much, and we pray blessings over this Uh, current situation. We pray that your um, mighty hand will intervene. We love you, and we pray that we will have a great rest of the week. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Do you want to dismiss him?
0: Do you want to dismiss him? Hey,
1: you are, yeah, you are dismissed. (laughs) See ya.